WRKS Pickens Jackson. We are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Boy, let's go. Look at y'all. We got people watching. Oh, there's the camera. Hey, that camera. There's so many cameras in here, I don't know what to do. But I, I tell you, when you have this many cameras in a studio, I will say this, Beaver, it helps you to remember not to pick your nose. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. Let's check in with me. Beaver, welcome to Hour 2 of this Monday show. Anything you want to add? Same thing over here with this big window. Yeah, right. I know it. That window, okay, in the home office there, kind of, because if I'm hosting, at least you get to face the window. It's behind me. And somebody could walk up there and be like giving me rabbit ears. I would never, I'd never know. Beaver, that would that would be uncomfortable. Yeah, it would. It would. I have a story for you that involves two things. I have a story for you, Beaver, that involves two things. You ready for this? It involves a school, a college in the state of Mississippi, and Hollywood. Do I have your attention? Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All right. And, and my uh, mother-in-law, Debbie, uh, we call her Honey in the family. The kids call her Honey. Instead of Grandmama, uh, they, they call her Honey. And she's a big old Miss Phantom. Play some forward Rebels for her. There you go, Debbie. She's one of those nice, likable old Miss fans. <laughs> you know, like Rebel Rex... And them on the text line over there. Oh, and Annabeth. I had to put her in there too. Annabeth also. See, I know the song. I know the song. All right, so she's listening, so I got to behave myself. Uh, I've got a story for all y'all. It just popped up. Out here on social media, ESPN reporting retired NFL star Michael Orr, who, side note, by the way, is about to release a new book. I don't know if you knew that. He's about to release a new book that he wrote. Retired NFL star Michael Orr, whose supposed adoption out of grinding poverty by a wealthy white family was immortalized in the 2009 movie The Blind Side. Now, Beaver, let's stop right there. Are you familiar with the movie? Mm-hmm. Do you like the movie? Uh, the first time I saw it. Okay. It doesn't really... It doesn't wear well, I don't think, these days. Yeah. I, I watched it, and I don't think... I, I watched it one time, and I don't think it was because I'm a state guy, but I just didn't think it was good. I just didn't... I didn't need to see it again. I, I thought the movie itself was kind of just a big pile of... I'll just put it this way. I watched it one time and I felt like I needed to put on my duck boots in order to be able to wade out of all the you-know-what. That's just kind of how I felt about it, being honest. I never watched it again. 
Michael Orr, today, this morning, petitioned a Tennessee court with allegations that a central element of the story was a lie concocted by the family to enrich itself at his expense. Now, just listen to it. Don't, you know, let, let's don't try it by social media or, or by reading. Let's just listen to what's in there. 14-page petition filed in Shelby County, Tennessee at Memphis. Probate court says that Sean and Leanne Tui, who took Orr into their home as a high school student, never actually adopted him. Instead, less than three months after he turned 18 back in 2004, the petition says the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. Now, the tweet from ESPN, it's from the ESPN account, that went out just a few minutes ago, like it's blowing up out there. I'm talking about millions and millions of looks at it. The way they worded it in the tweet was, former NFL player Michael Orr, subject of the blind side, petitioned a court Monday with allegations that Sean and Leanne Tui never adopted him, instead tricking him into signing a document to make them their conservatives and enriching themselves. Now, and he hinted at that over the years, too, in some, you know, after the movie came out. He had hinted at that in some um, interviews that, you know, the movie was not accurate, that it made it look like he didn't know how to play football, and he's like, I already knew how to play. The day that I walked in there, I knew how to play football. And so, like, his story on the post-movie thing has, you know, been one thing that painted a very different picture than the movie anyway. The petition, he filed it today in Memphis, says that the Tuies used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from the movie that earned more than $300 million, while Michael Orr got nothing for the story. Now, listen. Okay, I, how is it possible? How would it even be possible for that to be true? Now, and again, if you're going to claim that, you would think that it would be provable, wouldn't you? But how would it be possible for Michael Orr and the movie about Michael Orr to have gotten nothing from that movie? And it's saying here in this story that that's what he's claiming. That he's claiming he got nothing. The movie made $300 million. As conservators, the paperwork paid Sean and Leanne Tui and their two kids <laughs> the money from the movie and that Michael Orr himself didn't get anything. That's what this story says. All right, since the movie came out, the Tuies have continued calling Michael Orr, he's 37 years old now, by the way, their adopted son. And have used that assertion, I'm sorry, that assertion, sorry about that, put too many syllables in the word, that assertion to promote their foundation as well as Leanne Tui's work as an author and motivational speaker. Here is some wording from the legal filing today by Michael Orr. 
The lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators Leanne Tui and Sean Tui have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward, the undersigned Michael Orr. Michael Orr discovered this lie to his chagrin and embarrassment in February of 2023. When he learned that the conservatorship to which he consented on the basis that doing so would make him a member of the Tui family, in fact, provided him no familial, that would be family, relationship with the Tuis. In other words, he is saying, he realized this in February of this year, that the deal he signed with them didn't make him a member of the family. They apparently told him it did. Calvin on Facebook says, appropriately, he was blindsided, or at least he feels that way. My, my. The Tui family did not immediately return phone calls Monday to numbers listed for them. So what is he asking? Michael Orr is asking this court in Shelby County to end Sean and Leanne Tui's conservatorship and to issue an injunction barring them from using his name and likeness. It also seeks a full accounting of the money the Tui's earned using Orr's name and to have the couple pay him his fair share of profits as well as unspecified compensatory and punitive damages. If Orr, here's what it says, if Orr had been adopted by the Tui's, he would have been a legal member of their family and he would have retained power to handle his own financial affairs. But under this conservatorship, Orr surrendered that authority to the Tui's, even though he was a legal adult with no known physical or psychological disabilities. I. According to the legal filing, the movie, okay, so the, the, the movie made $300 million, but let's get the numbers here. It says, according to a legal filing, the movie paid the Tuies and their two birth children each $225,000 plus 2.5% of the film's, quote, defined net proceeds. So it made three hundred. They didn't make $300 million. The movie made $300 million. They each, all four of them, <laughs> daddy, mama, sister, and brother, adopted family, got a quarter of a million dollars each, one, two, three, four. Then on top of that, they're getting two and a half percent from the movie. He is claiming that because of the paper he signed, he ain't got nothing. Now, he did get drafted, <laughs> okay, and he played in the NFL for a while. I just can't believe it. It's hard for me to imagine how is it possible that this man had the movie made about him, has even done all kinds of interviews about it over the years, and didn't make a dime off the movie. Okay, and it seems to me, I don't know. Okay, I don't live in that world where there's enough money in the bank and floating around in here in different accounts and stuff where there ain't a whole lot to worry about. And maybe it's in that world, okay, Maybe that of an NFL player in that world where you can go this far and get to 37 years old and look up one day and 
start trying to figure things out, look into your paperwork and realize, uh-oh. But it seems to me that before now, you'd have gone, hey, wait a minute. Something's not right. Here's the other thing I want to know. I just simply want to know. It's no skin off my back either way. I'm like you. I'm an innocent bystander. I don't know these folks. All I'm doing is looking at the story. Okay? But to me, dollars and cents and percentages and time frames, okay, fine, whatever. It's all minutia in the story. Here's what I want to know. Did they have him sign? something that turned it all over to them did they do that because here's what i'm telling you (laughs) here's what i'm telling you if you have a child whether it's biological or you have adopted them or it's a foster child or whatever and you tell me you love that child love them okay in that situation you know good and well it's not best for him long term for him to sign this. Run tell somebody I said it. That's all he needs that's all he needs, that's all you need to know. Did it happen? Money, here's what we explained. We used this words. He thought oh, wait, wait, time out. Stop. I'm not a judge. I just want to know. Did you sit him down as a teenager, a recruit, and did you have him sign something that turned it all over to you in perpetuity? Did you? Because if you did, that's sorry. That's low down. If you love that kid, you know good and well that ain't what's best for him. You know. Now, legally, there's only so much a court can do. Here's the thing about it. Danny says this on Facebook. Legally, right, Danny? If you're the judge, if you're a lawyer on one side or the other, here it is. The answer to the whole situation is simple. Produce the documents. Where are the documents? Let's see what signed and who signed what, you know, because you have to go by that. The world operates on signatures and signed documents and contracts, and then it's legally binding. And you may have made a bad deal. You may have made a bad decision, but you have to live with it and eat it sometimes. We've all been there, right? So, yeah, in terms of, like, he, he's filing this petition in the court. There it is. You're right, Danny. They just go find the documents. That's... Leave that to the legal experts who want to discuss all that kind of stuff. It's, you're exactly right, okay, as far as the legal deal. I'm just saying over here on the right and wrong side of this. I, I, let's just step across over here, okay, to the very simple, <laughs> very elementary right and wrong of this. You got somebody you're looking out for. You got somebody you're trying to help out. You got somebody you're raising. You got somebody you're adopting, you're fostering, whatever. Uh, uh, hold on to that. Did you have him sign something that has in perpetuity to the point that now he's 37 year old and it still stands up that you own all of him? Now he ain't the family, 
Okay, but he, but him signing that turned it all over to you, and you've been raking it in, including on the movie. Did you do it? Did you have him sign it? Because if you did, you shouldn't have done that. You know good and well that ain't what's best for him long term. Just one man's opinion. Jason in Flagstaff, Texas, show, and he says, the whole story stinks to high heaven. Of all the kids that need help around Memphis, they just happen to stumble upon a kid destined to be an absolute football star. They can steer towards Ole Miss, 100% straight, liquefied, and streaming, you know what, according to Jason. Now, here's the thing about it. Michael Orr claims that the movie makes it look like he didn't even know how to play football until they adopted him. He says that ain't true. He says, I, I've, I always knew how to play. <laughs> Keep in mind, Michael Orr's got a new book coming out. Somebody says here, it sounds like Michael Orr finally has blown through all of his NFL money and he needs more. That's why he all of a sudden got this realization. Well, and look, in fairness, it would lead you to believe that maybe that's why he began to look into it, if he did look into it. Okay, and here's the other thing. Um, I saw, it's a, it's a friend of mine I know who does media stuff and does interviews, and he was posting about the fact that he's going to interview Michael Orr about this book that's coming out here in the near future. Well, my thing is, if you got a book coming out, you're planning on doing what with that book? Making some money off of it. It's going to have your picture on the front. It's going to have your name on it. All of that stuff, right? And then maybe that's when you get into, how are you going to sell a book based on your life story and tell your story if you signed over this conservatorship and they get the rights to it? Let's head over to our legal expert on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're... Kubota dealer. Louvier on line one. What's up, Louvier? Help me out here. What are we seeing? Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. Just a reminder, the Saints beat the world champion Kansas City Chiefs in preseason. <laughs> it should count, and it might. I petitioned the league for it to count as half a win, because you know Vegas likes those half wins. The over-under is like ten and a half, so a half, that, that must be a thing. Right. Anyway, I, I know uh, a good bit about conservatorships and guardianships and and that kind of thing now i have to admit and i will say this uh for all to hear this is in no way to be construed as any kind of legal advice or legal opinion because i don't know anything about what's going on other than the headline and about three sentences where i figured out in those three sentences that whoever was writing that report knew nothing about guardianships and conservatorships, and I mean nothing. It doesn't read correctly. That's not what you should go by. Now, a guardianship over someone's person because they are not of sound mind, if you, in Mississippi that would be a conservatorship. It's a guardianship if they're under 18, and he might have been under 18. Guardianships generally expire upon the uh, advancement in age to majority. Conservatorships don't die until the, conser the conservatee, the person whose welfare is being protected,
goes to court and says, hey, I'm oh. all better now. You know, oh. I got knocked on the head, and I couldn't take care of myself, and I let uh, Sandra Bullock take care of my stuff and teach me how to block for the family, and now I'm better. I can block, and I can take care of myself. I don't know what the, the beef is, but if they had some kind of agreement when he got drafted and said, we took care of you, you should take care of us, and it's legal and binding, then A, they're dirty dog people. They didn't do it out of the goodness of their hearts. And um, B, I, I would challenge that kind of contract. You can't you can't contract for that for life and uh, all the money he's going to make playing football because you you know gave him you know a pair of sweatpants and a bed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it it just looks like they're fighting about a little bit of money, and in the grand scheme of things, you know. Uh, you can't take it with you, and grudges are really, really heavy and make you walk like a hunchback. So let it go is what I would advise. Anyway, if uh, if I can learn more about this, the specifics of this case, I will call back okay. and tell you once again that the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Love <laughs> your show. Louvier, love you too, man. Really appreciate the phone call and the the info. That's uh, right down Louvier's alley. So that helps, yeah, to see it that way. So I guess, you know, I tried to pick up on that. He's smarter than me, but conservatorship is different in that it doesn't end until the conservatee, in this case Michael Orr, would have said, hey, I don't want this no more, right? And what he's claiming in this petition he filed today is he didn't know anything that was going on, didn't realize any of this, and was lied to. So back payment. By the way, 2.5% of the movie would be $7.5 million for the Tui family on top of the $1 million they already got. Just file it away. Stick around. Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Those folks watching the live stream of the show uh, can see that old vintage uh, 80s Mazda truck commercial on there. You can get a brand new Mazda pickup truck for like $6,000. Yeah. What happened to Mazda? Hey, Beaver, you drive a Mazda, don't you? (laughs) Does Mazda still make vehicles? No, I drive a Ford Fista. Okay. I don't know. I am not familiar with Mazda. I I, when's, I cannot remember the last time I saw a Mazda pickup truck. Is Mazda still making anything? What happened to Mazda? <laughs> Questions that you didn't know you'd be asking today. I also didn't know I'd be reading about <clears throat> this story about Michael Orr. He's filed a petition in Shelby County. It making the Tuies out to be bad guys, and they lied to him, did not actually adopt him, made him sign a, or tricked him into signing, signing a conservatorship that hands everything, name, image, likeness, everything over to them. He hadn't made anything off the movie. Somebody brought up, you know, the NFL money and stuff, and so I'll, I'll give you a few more tidbits in the story on that. Hate it, you know. And two, when you read something like this, it's really from one perspective. It's one side of the story. Gene 
commented on Facebook said money is the root of all evil. I I think I've been I've brought that up before and then people have corrected me. I think what the Bible says is the love of money is the root of all evil. Not necessarily money itself, but the love of money is the root of all evil and I think that's uh yeah, that's right. Ricky pointed that out. Love of money that is. Um <clears throat> It's the root of all evil, the love of money. Yeah, Real Unnamed Texture said 2.5% of the gross revenue of that movie. That's a lot, if so. And it is. So, again, this story at ESPN says that the four members of the Tui family, mom, dad, brother, sister, got a quarter of a million dollars each, one, two, three, four. And then, as a family, 2.5% of the gross revenue of the money, I mean, of the movie, which... It was a $300 million movie. Do the math. That's $7.5 million I got off the movie. And and Michael Orr is alleging through his lawyers that they can prove he didn't get a dime because of this thing that he signed. So let me give you a couple things here. Again, now, I'm coming to your comments. I'll read them on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Yesterday, the homecoming queen came home with not one but two packages. That country pleasing sausage. One was the original smoked sausage. The other, jalapeno and cheddar. Yeah. She loves me. She loves me. Text the show. I'll read it. Um, so listen to this. At the time, whenever, whatever, whatever age he was, and they had him sign a conservatorship, he is claiming that he was told what the paperwork was, was that it would make him an officially adopted by the Tuies and a member of their family. But that's not what conservatorship is. It just basically signs over all his rights and all his everything to them. Okay, so I'm just reading it to you. Now look at this. Hold on. So, so the movie deal, all of this, the deal allowed the Tuies to profit from the film, according to this petition. It alleges a separate 2007 contract, purportedly signed by Orr, appears to give away to 20th Century Fox Studios the life rights to his story without any payment whatsoever. He signed some stuff. He's saying he got tricked into signing this stuff. The filing says that Orr has no recollection of signing that contract. Even if he did, nobody explained to him what it was. He said, she said, somebody said earlier you're going to have to look at the paperwork. So the deal there, this is strange to me also. Listen to this paragraph. I, again, it's from one side of the story. It's painting one picture. We hadn't heard the other side, to be fair. But here's what it says. The deal lists all four Tui family members as having the same representative creative artist agency. Okay, so they got, the family has one representative. It's an it's a agency, which is law practice and everything else. Creative artist agency. When they signed all this, Orr had a different agent. So the whole family's got one. He's got a different one. And I'm assuming... You can't have the same agent slash lawyer for the whole thing because then you got conflict. you got to have one on each side, I guess. Okay. Olivier may have to straighten me out on that. 
So the whole family's got one agency, but Orr's got another. Orr's agent received movie contract and payment notices. It's listed as a woman named Deborah Brannon, a close family friend of the Tuies. And it, on the movie deal, it was the same lawyer who filed the conservatorship for him years earlier. 2004. Okay, so the, the conservatorship that he signed that he thought he was getting adopted, but as he claims he thought he was getting adopted, turns out what it is, it just hands everything over to the family. It's all theirs. The story, his name, everything, it's all theirs. 2004. The lawyer who represented him in that deal, close family friend of the Tuies. So again, you get one side of the story. This report is saying that according to agreements, each member of the Tui family got a quarter of a million dollars, in, including the two kids. So four of them, that's a million for the family, a quarter of a million each. And then 2.5% of the revenue of the movie, movie made $300 million, that's $7.5 million for them on the movie. In the past, it says here in the story, the Tuies have denied making much money from the movie. <laughs> well, just define much. <laughs> Uh, saying that they received a flat fee for the story and did not reap any of the movie's profits. And what they did earn, they added, was shared with Orr. We divided it five ways. So here's a quote, quote from here's a quote from the Tuies. We divided it five ways. That quote can be read in the Tuies 2010 book titled In a Heartbeat, Sharing the Power of Cheerful Giving. Man, this is tangled. All right, coming to your comments. Yeah, you get, you know, one side of the story. We'll see. It says no comment. They said in the story they reached out to the former lawyers that were involved in it. They wouldn't give a comment. All those different things. Uh, Res Dog Texas Show says the blind side 30 for 30 will be glorious. Troll Tide says. As my great aunt used to say, the truth will win out in the end. Jake from Yazoo says, bad folks are a muck. He says, I don't know Matt Wyatt, but respect and love the show. Fridays with Fant, get me going as much as anything. Beaver seems like a good dude, too. <laughs> he is a good dude. He don't just seem like a good dude. He is. Uh, Jason and Flagstaff said, he says, wait, I don't care how broke Michael Orr is, maybe, whatever. That didn't change the fact that the Tui's used that kid. And if this is true, they are sorry. That was my thing, Jason. I'm going like, hold on, man. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, would you do that to your, unless, unless it was like as in the way that um, Louvier described it, unless it was someone who, who just, you know, had an issue or a disability or that couldn't take care of themselves or, Something like, it doesn't seem like it would be in any healthy person's best interest to get them to sign something that just basically hands it all over. I mean, that's not what's best for him. Why would you do that? Whether you think he can handle it or not, that, I mean, J-Rock Texas show, it says, sounds like the Tui messed him over, but I looked him up and his net worth is 16 million so you got some millionaires arguing with each other 
<laughs> J-Rock summing it up. Millionaires arguing with each other. Uh, more Bully Texas shows said, pretty sure the Ole Miss National Championship was made up and fabricated as well. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, Jables. He sent me the link. There it is. The Mazda USA official site. Yeah, there's Mazdas all over the road. I've seen that logo. But they don't make pickup trucks anymore, do they? Or do they? All I know is the little small size Mazda 5-speed from the 80s. Yeah, 10 years later in the mid-90s, parking lot at Prattville High School, full of them. <laughs> full of them. <clears throat> Possum Neck Joe Texas show says... Um, I don't get it, Joe. You have to explain it to me. I'm not sure I get the text. There's something about Taco Bell. Um, and I don't know what that is either. Got a name text there. I'm not sure what it is. Um, so I'll wrap that up. There's your story. More on that in a bit. You had high school football on Friday night. Did you see the scores? There were some good games. I have some blowouts, too, but it's week one. Get into that when we come back. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, stick around. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! The home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. I was um, asking, you know, the old uh, small-sized Mazda pickup truck. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, Mazda stopped making trucks somewhere along the way. And Jason said, didn't Ford buy Mazda and file 13 them? I know their pickups were made in the same factories with the same body styles and parts as the Rangers for a while. Then it just disappeared. And then he said, uh, regardless, I don't think I've ever seen a Mazda pickup that looked new. <laughs> like they rolled off the lot with 100,000 miles through a construction site on them. <laughs> it is funny, yeah. I bet you could find one. I, you'd probably get one with a, one of those antique tags on it now, couldn't you, Jason? Old Tackle commented, he says, those Mazda trucks were made by Ford. You hear that, Jason? So there you go. There's your confirmation. Yeah, that's what happened to them. Uh, let's see here. Live stream. Facebook. Gary said, how many attorneys is it going to take to deplete the Tuies and Michael Orr from all their money? <laughs> It's funny. 
<clears throat> Might as well laugh at it. Might as well laugh at it. Tell you what, the heat's not a laughing matter. Today, look, here's what I was talking about earlier. Here's what I was referencing earlier without specific numbers. Let me, let me see if I can give you a specific number. All right. Uh, my hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi. 95 degrees right now. Feels like 111. Beaver, have you been outside today much? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said that as if you really regretted it. <laughs> that you yeah, been... it's it's pretty awful. Pretty awful. I mean, look, this is North Mississippi, way north of you, and it feels like 111. Teams having to change up practice and go inside and stuff according to the rules. And so what I'm saying, Beaver, 95 degrees, 97 is the high, feels like 111, excessive heat warning, okay? But then tomorrow, again, okay, so overnight tonight in like a North Mississippi, and I'm going to look up Jackson here, uh, some front moves through, brings some rain overnight, chances jump up there around, oh, 40 to 50% overnight. And then tomorrow, the high is 84 and a low of 64. Wednesday, high of 83, low of 63. And Thursday, high of 87, low of 66. Now, this Friday, when we play week two for the MAIS and Jamborees for MHSAA, it's getting back up in the 90s on this Friday, but still it's not going to be anything like what it is right now. So we may be just about to get a little spell here. And somebody earlier on the uh, country pleasing text line, I think, accurately depicted it. Fake fall. All right, here it is, Beaver. This is you. Jackson, Mississippi. You ready? Uh-huh. It is a smooth, right now, 102 degrees with a high of 103. Feels like 112. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we're on this now, Matt Wyatt, because, yeah, I've been looking at this, and I told you how I feel. I mentioned before how ridiculous I find it that I hear weather people sometimes yeah. in the summertime say, got a little cold front coming. <laughs> and you use I just did it. <laughs> cool front twice already today. Well, what do I call it then? If it's not a cool front or it's just a front, a front coming through? Just say front, huh? It's nothing, because it's still going to be in the <laughs> 90s. And then I'm looking at this, and yeah, you're talking about when we get to Friday. Yeah, just in time for Friday, just in time for high school football. Right. Mm-hmm. The high here yep. is 102, <laughs> which is near a record. It, Beaver, that's the thing. It's fake fall. We're getting three days of, like, crisp and you're like, whoa, you're right. Friday, it jumps back up. And see, what I just saw, though, is like the northern part of the state not going to be nearly as bad as where, you know, central and south Mississippi, as you might expect. But you're right. The forecast for Friday for high school football is 102 degrees. The high is 102 on Friday. And, okay, uh, Beaver, I saw earlier today where Jackson Prep went ahead and – made the decision and moved the start of their game for this Friday night to 7.30 kick. So, you know, uh, about an hour later. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that is so stupid, man. 
look, MHSAA pulled this crap last year where, you know, because games always start at 7. Yeah. And they said, oh, you know, up until October, we're going to start at 7.30. And my immediate thought was, I think we're supposed to kiss their bottom around here, though. So excuse me. But I thought it was so stupid because, oh, cool, you're going to start 30 minutes later. So what's that going to mean? It'll be maybe one degree cooler. Oh, that's going to help a lot. Yeah. Um, well, Beaver, here's what I'm trying to look up here. There were stories. Okay. For example, here's a story. Um, when they put that news out, the MHSAA put that 105-degree mark on it this summer. And it said... Uh, any kick all right, here it is. Kickoffs, practices, regardless of sport, held outside, must be halted or moved inside if the heat index is 105 degrees or higher. Okay? So, my thing is, again, the, the humidity and some of that stuff does play a factor in terms of the heat index all right it, that's that is a fact i don't know how to calculate all that but what i'm saying is if right now in jackson what the weather service is saying is that it's 102 degrees but feels like 112 okay that's in the heat index the feels like so if it's 112 obviously that's 105 or more so, like, you could not practice or you couldn't have band practice, cheerleader practice, you couldn't have a kickoff, a game, or anything outside right now according to the new standard from the MHSAA because it's 111 or it feels like 112. So that's 102. It's saying the temperature is 102. Well, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it is forecast to be 102 degrees on Friday night. And, or, oh, well, uh, not Friday night. Let me back up. It's, it's forecast to be a high of 102 degrees on Friday. So I guess the hope would be that on Friday night, if you move that kickoff back to, let's say, 730, that whatever the temperature is, it's going to be hot as all get out, muggy, as long as it gets that heat index under 105 by 730, then according to the rules, you can kick off and play the ball game. But again, it's saying if that were to happen. I think it's good for us to all know that. Because since I saw that come out this summer, that they put a 105-degree heat index deal on it, immediately I text some buddies who are coaches like, you know, that's going to affect your practices, isn't it? And they're like, sure it is. I talked to one school last, like I mentioned, Friday, this past Friday, who they were normal practice routine afternoon outside. Um, trainer said, nope, the wet bulb says this. we got to go in according to the rule. So, okay, and let me clarify. <laughs> Brad commented. <laughs> he says, 92, 89, 96 is not cool and crisp during the day, but 65, 64, 68 at night will be nice, and then it's back to this wonderful heat. That's the thing. But, again, all it is is forecast, okay? All it is is National Weather Service forecast, Brad. 
But it is much different for central South Mississippi than it is North Mississippi, like I told you. For example, like tomorrow, Jackson's got a high of 91, low of 65. Move ahead to Thursday. Thursday's got a high of 95 in Jackson. But if you look at Tupelo, okay, where it's supposed to rain all night tonight, tomorrow the high in Tupelo is 83 degrees. Uh, Thursday, the high, when it's getting up to like 95, it says in Jackson, it forecasts the high temperature for Tupelo to be 87 degrees. And we're talking about how the temperature is supposed to skyrocket again on Friday. Well, in North Mississippi, at Tupelo, Friday night, they're saying 92. To, well, I'm sorry. Again, let me back up. The high temperature Friday is 92. You know, if the high is 92 in North Mississippi on Friday, then those games kicking off Friday night, private schools North Mississippi are going to have no issue with the 105 degrees. But but in Central and in the Metro and in South Mississippi, you're going to have to watch it closely according to the MHSA rule. Well, and again, you got jamborees. you got MAIS is different. It's an MHSAA thing, but like jamborees on Friday night, certain places, it, 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 you're going to have to look at it. The heat index, frankly, may be too much to kick it off. Just got to keep an eye on it. <laughs> Back in the day, we're playing, man. Hey, drink some water. We'll be all right. <laughs> See y'all tomorrow. See ya!